Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dano, and with me as always, we have Pato. Welcome, Pato. Yes, hello, Dano. Hello, listeners. First of all, a quick apology. I am coming down with something after going to NotFest on Friday, but it was all worth it, and yeah, let's get into it. Yep. Um, are you sure you're not coming down with the gaff? No, I'm coming down with the set and forgetter field. Hey, anyway, we'll go on to the group winner who actually had him. Um, <laughs> and that was Export, um, the team name. And that was Daniel with an incredible score of 2,369, Pado. It's not bad, is it? I actually don't know. It might be. <laughs> if it is, congratulations. But um, no, whoever it is, Daniel, well done, mate. Um, it was a little bit interesting because the back line is um, shit. To, to put it bluntly, and I'm sure Daniel would agree as well, except for Disco Dacos. But, um, yeah, re- really, really strong midfield line with Setterfield as M4, which you love to see. And, um, yeah, a couple of good solid rucks. And luckily, he doesn't have Sean Darcy, who I'm sure we will discuss at some stage tonight, Dano. Um, but, yeah, con- congratulations to Daniel. Yeah, and another little mid-pricer there with Zeeble, which we've kind of slept on, but we'll discuss him later as well. But the main thing is, and I know that this is not our mate Daniel Bado because he had this first guy on our injury list, which was Max Gorn. And, um, so he had a medial strain, was it, Pado? Medial strain? Yeah, I think they've said MCL, so probably looking at four to six. So if you own him, it's going to have to be a trade-out, and we will we will address that. When we get to the rucks. Yep, yep. Jack Steele, broken collarbone. I saw the fucking picture of that, Pato, and the fact that he fucking played out the game with that is insane. Tough as nails. Tough yep. as man, nails. Man of steel. Anyway, six to eight weeks, they reckon. Although, um, oh, who is it? Ross Lyon reckons he might be back sooner because he is the man of steel. But anyway, you got to trade him. Too many weeks. Too many weeks. Yeah, yeah, got to be, got to be, but we'll um, certainly talk about that line as well. Yeah, I'm going to leave this next guy for last, actually. Nat Fife, though, um, whatever the fuck it is, old age, I don't know. Uh, he was a laid out, fucked my Supercoach draft team, but I still won. It's all good. Awesome. <laughs> and he'll probably miss another one. So um, if you held on to him, fuck him off. I think they've confirmed that he's going to miss one more. I'd fuck him off. Yeah. I mean, you should have last week, honestly, if you started him. But um, this is this is what you need to get him off. And, and luckily, there is actually a plethora of mid price guys that Ooh, you yeah. can pivot to. Um, and we will certainly get to that. Yeah. And the last one on the list is Jacob Hopper. Um, it was actually his knee it, uh, that they're reporting, Pato, not his ankle, um, which is weird because I thought he rolled his ankle or something in the game. But anyway, um, he came back on. Uh, but he's listed as in doubt with Dusty Martin. Um, so we won't really know until, what, Wednesday, Thursday, probably? Well, they play Friday night, so that the teams will come out Thursday with the rest of them. 
Um, yeah, because it's a big game, he's probably a, a, a slight chance of them trying to get him up for that game, but it's probably going to be a, a mistake mm-hmm. if he plays. Now we'll move on to some rookies uh, that you basically need to have. And Sheasel Cheezel, Pato, 198k forward, 114 in round one, 114 in round two. I've got a break even of, break even of minus one hundred and sixteen. Fuck man, he's I I didn't ever think that we'd see such a gun. Well, I honestly thought that this would have been your Ashcroft and Sheasel's just come out to play. Yeah, um quite unreal. I mean Sheasel came into my team the day of Supercoach opening, like when those final teams came out. So Same. Same. Got very lucky there that I restructured things because of um, the Elliot Yo news and some other rookies missing out. So got very lucky there. But, I mean, if you didn't last week, if you don't have him, you need Sheasel. He's going to make fucking three, 400K. Um, and, I mean, is it even Blast. out of the realm of possibility to for him to turn into a keeper? Like, probably not. He probably will drop off as a teenager at the end of the day. But, fuck, he's looking good. Yeah, I know. Got to have him. Um, next, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the next guy because he's not as much of a must-have as the third guy listed. Ruben Ginby or Jinby, however the fuck I heard that name two different ways in that Giants game. By the way, Pato, 171k defensive midfielder, uh, averaging 81 minus 64 break-even, fucking big boy, getting the CBAs. Got to get him in if you don't. Um, so it's, it's interesting that you think this is more of a must-have than the second guy. Are you only saying that because you don't have the second guy? No, because I think that one of them has a more locked-in position in the side than the other. Right, interesting. Anyway, no, um, yeah, Ginby is absolutely a must-have. He's in a lot of teams, so we're probably preaching to the choir here, but if you don't have him, yeah, bring him in. Um, got the CBAs, getting midfield time, and um, yeah, absolutely locked into that team. No one's to come back in. No one's going to kick him out. Um, there's another West Coast rookie that is probably unfortunately going to lose his um, mm-hmm. spot, but Gimby is nailed on. Yeah, he's nailed on. Um, next one, Connor McKenna, 167K defender. Uh, got 86 average. Uh, yeah, minus 76 break even. Paddo reckons his role's nailed on. I don't think as much because they've got some outs still. But he looked good again, and he's going to make cash. So he is one of the must-have rookies. So who's coming in and kicking him off the halfback line? Kitty Coleman. See, I think the one that moves out of that role is potentially Zorko, not not um, McKenna. Oh, we can debate it all we want, but at the moment, Kitty Coleman's out, so McKenna's in. True, true. And Coleman's... Oh, he only missed with concussion, didn't he? So and we'll mm. see when teams come out. But regardless, he's got that good score. Uh, he's got... Well, in, in the 70s, it's still good anyway. So Correct. Yeah. Um, I like how you wrote Kate Chandler. Oh, autocorrect does me again. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good because I was calling him Kyle Ch- Kyle Chandler in during the week, and I'm like, hang on, no, it's fucking Cade. Anyway, Cade Chandler, yeah. 123k forward, average of 82, minus 94 break even. Now, this is it's tough because I really want to get this guy in myself, but I've got other issues I need to address. Um, 
he he passed the eye test watching him live. That first round score, I didn't quite get to watch it, but watching him live in that second game, I can see like he he's just he's just good, good user. He was everywhere in that first half, especially. Um, yeah, I just don't know what's going to happen um, when Cozzy Pickett comes back, but regardless, fucking, he looks good. Yeah, see, I haven't seen any Melbourne games this year, so unfortunately, I can't. Um, provide any insight into the eye test. Um, I sort of back your judgment, obviously, but at the same time, I, in a, such a stacked Melbourne team, and I know they got beaten by the Lions on the weekend, but I'm not taking the risk. I'm letting Kay Chandler go, um, even if he makes money. He's he's someone that is probably potentially one bad game away from getting dropped because not dropping Bailey Fritch, um, Cozzy Pickett is first choice 22, clearly. Um, and I think Spargo is potentially ahead of him as well. And I don't know. I just I get the sense that Chandler isn't as nailed on into that twenty-two as people maybe hope he is. Um, obviously, I want him to be a great option. He's a, he's a mature body. Um, he's obviously started off really well this year, but even with a sub vest as well, like mm. with someone that spent two years as the sub, um, I just. Yeah, I'm I'm avoiding this, but I don't really need him either. My forward line rookies are fine. Um, yeah, I'm it's a pass from me, but he's in this sort of range that if you do have um an underperforming rookie, then you can sideways to a K Chandler potentially. Yeah. We got um other rookies that you can consider and one of them is I'm uh is a Giants boy. That's Jack Buckley in defense at 205K. He's averaging 88, got a minus 59 break even. And I wanted to see his second game because basically they've given him a right to use his speed to close down on people, rah, rah, rah. And before, under Leon Cameron, he was just locked down. Now he can bounce off people. He can go and he... His second game, he got a 99. I thought he was actually going to crack the ton. One point off, Pato. And he looks good. Uh, the only thing with Buckley is Giants just lost to West Coast. They're going to try and look for reasons as to why they lost. And one might be that they didn't lock down good, good enough in defense because they got Haynes peeling off people. They've got Buckley peeling off people. Iden probably was the only one in that defense besides Sam Taylor that stuck to their man, except Sam Taylor still peeled off people. So he might go back to that lockdown, start pumping out forties. That's the only downside, Pato. Is he even best 22, Dano? I, I, and people are like, oh, luckily he is behind, like Buckley's behind him. I don't think Buckley is behind him. I think they were both on track at the same time. Luckily, it was named, pulled up, saw, Buckley got in, took his opportunity. So, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know what they're going to be doing down back, but he's one that I would have liked to have tried to get into my team, but i got too many other issues. So I just look at that back line, and I think that obviously Whitfield's going to come back this weekend. He is clearly in that um, back six or seven group. Sam Taylor's locked in, Cummings locked in, Haynes is locked in. Lockie Ash is locked in. 
Um, Connor Iden is probably locked in over Jack Buckley. And I just, I don't know if the job security is there, Dana. And as you said, they're going to try and find a scapegoat or two uh, from that team. And maybe, maybe this even means that Himmelberg may go back and Haynes goes back to a more lockdown role and they sort of reshuffle things that way. But Mm. I, I being a key position defender, like we saw what happened with Lockie Jones who had one massive game, everyone jumped on him, and then mm. um, all of a sudden he drops five in a, in a half a footy and people jump off because they realise that key defenders do have big games like that occasionally. And, um, yeah, yeah. so it's a no from me. That's why he's just on this sort of outside group. Yeah. Um, Long from West Coast is actually <laughs> plugging along okay, Pato. 117K mid forward, averaging 63, minus 59 break even. Yeah, this this is a weird one to me because I haven't put myself through a West Coast Eagles game this year. Um, <laughs> don't plan to unless they're playing Richmond. But um, seven touches, three kicks and four handballs. He had four tackles. He had one free kick, five contested possessions for a 62. He didn't even kick a goal, Dano. Yeah. So I just – I don't see where the scoring is coming from. I, I don't know how he scored. Did he score 50-odd last week? He would have been in the 60s again, surely. Yeah, right. For the I 63 just, I average, yeah. Yeah, I I don't like it um, personally. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. He got 60, yeah, 63 and 62. There you go. Um, so he, he had 10 touches last week, three tackles, gave away three free kicks, kicked one goal for his 63. So this could just be a, a bit of cheeky champion data. Um tampering Stroke. here where yeah. they just get get the rookies some some extra points for doing not a lot but yeah it's a no from me i i think even um even steel uh not steel fucking um green fergus green yeah um who i believe kicked four or five behinds on the weekend did he don't know i um, didn't really pay much attention to hawthorne no yeah he kicked four behinds and didn't kick a goal so i i think with green and um davy i think they're your forward Rookie options. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Constable, 123K defender mid. Averaging 63, 63, 62 with a minus 53 break even. Uh, I'm a bit worried. Um, I'm not sure. It, like, Weller's knocking on that door. I don't know what they're uh, going to do. Weller's through the door. He played. Oh, did he play? Oh, there you go. Yeah, he's, so he's probably Euland the door, on yeah. the way out. Then. Probably Euland yeah, on the I, way I reckon out, it's going to be... It's going to be Euland, I think. Um, they do have one more half back to come in. I've gone blank on the name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Powell? Powell, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, who broke his leg last year. So yeah. I don't think he's too far away. And I think, yeah, um, Euland is the one to make way, in my opinion. I mean, Constable had 20-odd touches and eight marks. And when at 80, uh, sorry, 73%. So he's a lot better by foot this week. And they got pumped. Um well, they didn't get pumped, actually. They got 28 points. But um, I, I think Constable's fine. I think he's staying in the team, and I think um, there's nothing to worry about there. I think he'll make some good money. Darcy Wilmot, 123K defender, 60 average, minus 49 break even. Yeah, kept his wing roll, um, but he still seems to be doing okay. Um, at the end of the day, you don't need his points on field. He's just going to sit on your bench um, and, and make cash, and that's all we need. He's got a break even of a negative 49, so 
I wouldn't be rushing to trade him in, but if you've got him, there's nothing to worry about. Keep him there. If he makes 100, 150K, then awesome. Um, I don't think he's getting out of this team, though. Do we have to talk about Ashcroft, McKenzie, and Davey at all? No, I mean, everyone should have them. So they're yeah. just there. Like, if you don't have them, get them. Okay, cool. So we'll start talking about some defensive trading options, Pato. And the most obvious one is Nick Disco Dacos at 502K, 139 average. Oh, yeah. 45% ownership, seven break even. Fucking Port tried to tag him, fucked up. He broke the chain, looked like a slut. Need we say more? Yeah, as a non-owner, this one is super tricky. And I, I believe we're going to have a few questions about Disco Dacos. So we'll leave a bit of the discussion there. I just think price-wise, he's going to get out of reach very, very soon. And I think, um, yeah, with a break-even of seven, unfortunately, Richmond are going to let him pretty much do as he pleases. And then he's got Brisbane, who I think will also let him do his please, as he pleases in, in the next two weeks. So... Yeah, this this guy could be 600k in three weeks, don't know, and all of a sudden we're thinking like, how are we going to get him in? So, might have to do something creative to to try and get Dacos in as a priority, I think, because yeah, this this guy's a fucking gun, and I mean, people overreacting, people in the media are saying he's the best player in the game. Um, I wouldn't be going that far. He needs to do it for more than what 20, 23 or twenty four games in his AFL career, but. This kid's a fucking gun. Um, Collingwood are yeah. so incredibly lucky to not only have Nick, but like Josh Dacos is also a gun in his own right. But yeah, let's not get too much into that. But yeah, the, the disco man, I think we need to get him in pretty soon. I already, I already have him. Um, just saying. You keep saying we. Yeah. I've already got him. Yeah. The blessing, yeah. Tom's, Tom Stewart blessing in disguise. Yeah. Wish yeah. fucking Sam Doherty got injured so I don't have to make a tough decision. No, because I've got Doherty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, Mason Redmond, <laughs> the next one, 510K, 114 average, 2% ownership, huge POD. And he looks to be continuing on his role from last year, Pado, uh, but at the detriment a bit to good old mate Ridley. I mean, they play very different roles, so I don't think it's kind of hand-in-hand. Hand. Um, yes, the other one that I may consider ditching for the Disco Man, which I don't love jumping off someone like that early, but I think when you when you compare Ridley and, and Dacos, I, I don't think it's particularly close comparison. So, yeah. yeah anyway, we're talking about Redmond here. Um, correct, Redmond looks correct. really good. He's got a really nice free-flowing halfback role. Um, even got forward and kicked it. No, he didn't. I don't have my glasses on. Um, didn't kick a goal, kicked it behind. I think he kicked a couple of goals last week. But, yeah, 22 touches, six tackles, seven marks, um, 90% accuracy. I mean, he's got a very, very nice role. Um, along with um, Andy McGrath, by the way, mind you, who probably should be in this list as well, who's even cheaper um, at about 460K. Um, I think they both look really good off that half-back line. Yeah, yeah. Now, Pato. Yeah. I resisted the urge last week to trade Gota to this bloke. As you should you, have. Because you're like, don't trust fucking Geelong motherfuckers. Jack Bowes, 277K, came out with a 108. 4% ownership. How the fuck's he at 4% of teams? Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, 
Roll looked all right. The only thing is, he looked like he was going to fucking pump out a 130-odd at half time and then slowed right down and then came back again. Now, I, I didn't I didn't catch this game, but according to fan footy, he played defense and then moved up the ground in the fourth quarter. So I don't know if that means he moved into the midfield, but I, I heard that he played um, essentially Tom Stewart's role, um, which is obviously quite attractive. Um, had a lot of intercept possessions, ran out the ground, the game really well. Didn't have any CBAs though, Dano. So there's not mm. a midfield role there. Well, I, might be I would too. Got to try something I'd different. Be, I'd be giving this another week. I, I think as long as Tom Stewart's out, Bowes probably has that role, which is quite attractive. But when Stewart's back, what happens? He may go into the midfield, but he also may go to a wing. And Tanner Bruin might get dropped. Um, or something. So, yeah, they're going to move things around. But once again, I do not trust Chris Scott. I do not trust Geelong. I don't trust Jack Bowes. Now, he might come out and score 150 on the weekend because they play Gold Coast. Obviously, his former team, who threw him away for a fourth-round pick, essentially. It was a third-round pick. Anyway, whatever way, it was a steal. So, I'd be I'd be getting one more week of data before jumping on. Um, but, yeah, looked good. Yeah. Move on to the midfield now, and uh comes to no surprise that we we spoke about Nick Dacos earlier, and the other one that everyone's going on about is LDU, Luke Davies Nuniak. 557k, 149 average, 6% ownership, 18 break even. Basically preseason form, fuck it off, because the man is tearing everyone a new asshole. Um he's gonna shoot up oh shit, I don't know how like not drugs, but he's gonna shoot up in price. <laughs> Uh, fairly quickly, Pato. Will he get out of reach soon? Um, yes is the short answer. I'm livid with myself over this because Luke Davis Uniac was in my team most yep. of preseason as a breakout guy. And the Bulldogs won poor game against the best midfield in the comp when Bevo isn't doing Bevo things. <laughs> um and I traded him out because he got a 70-odd. And I am kicking myself because he's now averaging, what, 145? 149. Like, just ridiculous numbers, looking absolutely ridiculous at the same time. Um, people are comparing him to, like, Simon Black and Chris Judd and shit. Like, really high fucking praise. And this guy's been doing this since about round eight last year, don't I, mind you. Like, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but he looked really good last year and... Usually, like there's there was the half year sort of sample size last year, where that should have been enough to start him, and it's annoying because I didn't start him, and the six percent of teams that have him are absolutely laughing, and yeah, he will absolutely get to like six fifty in no time at this rate. Now, I feel like he does get a tag this week, so in terms of trade in options, I think. It's a tough one because there will be Jack Steele owners looking for a replacement. Um, and again, we'll get to this later because we have at least one question about it. But fuck, he looks good. And um, I don't know whether North keep up this form. Like they're 2-0, and o, which is crazy. Um, so I think he's clearly not going to average 150 on the year, but I can see him settling at a 110, 115. He's that good. So... 
yeah, on that at five hundred and fifty k, I think um it's a it's a good value option. Yeah, it's Hawthorne this week. Correct. So I think he's going to get a hard tag. And then Carlton the next week. So he might get Ed, Ed, Ed Nah, Ed Kerno didn't even tag in round one. No, and then he he's got, and then he's got Brisbane. So, um, yeah. Anyway, just if if people do bring him in, don't be shocked if he gives you an eighty odd this week because of the tag. But you're not bringing him in for this week. You're bringing him in for the next twenty weeks. Yeah, correct. So just just keep that in mind. Okay, Pato, do you know what mate, season it is, mate? It's, do you know what season it is? It's set and forget a field season. Fuck yes, it is. Will Setterfield, 348k, 123 average, 5% ownership, minus 49 break even. We said it in the podcast in preseason, get him in. I reshuffled my fucking team to get this motherfucker in. I think you did too, didn't you, Pato? I had him and we talked about it on a podcast. And after the podcast, you messaged me or messaged our group and, was, and yep. said, because of what Pato said, I'm reshuffling my whole team to get Will Setterfield in. And you're Fuck welcome. Yes. Fuck yes. And then last week, he said, I think this might be about his floor because he didn't get, he only got three contested possessions. And then fucking, he comes out with like a 140 odd. He's looking more like a keeper than a fucking cash cow at the moment, Pato. I know it's a, it's an early fucking crow, but it's, it's given me shades of he's like this year's George Hewitt. Yeah. I, I mean, Hewitt was more expensive than Satterfield, I'm pretty sure. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue against that. Um, people were worried about the whole Parish and Setterfield situation because Parish is, is the existing sort of inside ball, but Setterfield had more CBAs than him on the weekend, which is pretty absurd. Um, yeah, last week I mentioned the, the contested and uncontested swing, and I said that was so unusual because of the role that Setterfield played. Like, the role was there. He just didn't get the contested numbers, which was, was really strange. So... This week, he literally had 12 contested, 12 uncontested possessions. So it was a 50-50 split and, yeah, 147. And, um, yeah, five turnovers, um, which which is fine when you're getting that many disposals and contested disposals and and CBAs and even even got forward for a goal. He had nine score involvements, Dana, which is um, pretty mm-hmm. nutty. He only played 91 minutes as well, which is pretty absurd. Um, four clearances. Where's his tackle numbers? Seven inside fifties. Um, Remember who they likened him to when the Giants drafted him. Do you remember? Uh, is it like Crips or something? Bontempelli. They likened yeah. him to a Marcus Bontempelli. Oh, he had nine. Just nine tackles, by the way. Lazy nine. Mm. But I think yeah. So I I feel like so many people have so many queries as to who they need to bring in. And there's a few of these guys are in the 300K range who are about to fucking pop off with their price and you just got to pick the right one and hope. Will Setterfield, though, lock him in. Yeah, break even of negative 49, which is uh, pretty mm. pretty nutty. He could make 300K, Dano, if you don't see him as a keeper. Um, like, his form may drop off and we'll have, obviously have to make that decision after their buy, but... On current evidence, he is as much a keeper as as anyone. Um, he's as much a keeper as Josh Dunkley or Rory Laird or, you know, those sort of guys. That's that's what it's looking like right now. Um, they don't have anyone to come back into that midfield either, Dana. Dylan Shields playing 
Parish is playing, Merritt's playing, like this this role is is happening. So injury injury um permitting, he is um yeah, locked into that role, locked into the team. Um should be interesting against the Saints to see who they throw a tag at. Hopefully um Vitale's back. But I think he probably goes to a parish, don't know. So Will Satterfield should just be able to do what he pleases yet again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also Tom Green season, Pato. 534K, 120 average, 37% ownership. He's got a 63 break even. He should hit that. He'll hit 600K soon enough. I don't... Whoever the 63% of the competition that don't have him, hopefully they have LDU. He's not in that many teams, but... um. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you'd be kicking yourself. Like ten percent of super coaches have Tom Mitchell, for example, who is six thousand less, and I think you'd be kicking yourself. Now Mitchell has started well, sure, but um, yeah, I just, I just think Josh Green is uh, Tom Josh Green, Green fucking brother. Yeah. Um, Tom Green is um absolutely must have. Like he had one hundred six in a loss, but I think um. He should bounce back against the Blues this week. It'd be it'd be good to see that matchup. I know him versus Cripps. Hopefully they go head to head, and that'll be a brilliant battle to watch. Well, last year they went head to head, and he actually didn't score the, that great against Cripps. So, well, Cripps is a Brownlee medalist, so he would have learned from that. <laughs> Very similar players, actually. Yeah. Now, there's a bloke that I was talking about in preseason, Pato. Very awkward price tag. Um, and he pumped out over a hundred in that preseason game for the Saints. We're kind of like no, no one's really got him. It's Mason Wood at three ninety three k, one hundred and seven average, one percent ownership, break even a nine. He's playing that Enru role on the wing, pushing up, kicking goals. He's big enough to play up in the forward line, but they're like, no, nah, we're going to play small ball. So it's working out well for him. Um, it's just one of those. It's just three ninety three k. It's just an awkward price tag. Yeah, I mean, Jack Wood does look great. Um, he played a bit of this role last year, and the scoring was a little bit up and down, so that's why I'm a little bit sceptical. But obviously, new coach this year, and um, yeah, it looks exactly like prime Nick Rewalt, which is pretty absurd. But I don't know if he's a keeper um, as such, but fuck, he's looking good. Yeah. If you've got a draft team, we don't really talk about draft, but if you've got a draft team, fucking get him. He'd be already owned, surely. Yeah. Probably, probably. We'll go to the Rucks, Pato. Timmy yeah, English, 581K, 137 average, 90% ownership, 56 fucking break even. As a motherfucker, like coin toss between him and fucking Sean Darcy. And when you go Sean Darcy and they're polar opposites right now, it's fucking frustrating. But anyway, English exploding, jizzing everywhere. Will he stay healthy? No one knows, but he's killing it at the moment. Yeah, the thing is, Dana, he did this for the first five weeks last year. He went 123, 99, 152, 96, 138, then got injured. So I I don't know if anyone should be confident enough that he's just going to stay healthy. I mean, the most games he's ever played in his career is 19 in 2019. And I in your ruck line, I just think you need someone – really reliable and Tim English isn't that guy like scoring wise. Yeah, he's great. And, and I think that risk um, is, is fine if you started him because you're only using one trade, but if you're bringing in, so clearly people are looking for a max scoring replacement and that, and that's fine. But I don't think you should be looking at English as that because 
it's more a case of when, not if English gets injured. You're going to have to use another trade to then either get back gone or go to someone more reliable like the next guy we're going to talk about. So, Mm. um, yeah, I think you've started him awesome. Enjoy the scores um, and enjoy having to trade him out for for whatever score he gets that week when he does a a hamstring or or another concussion or something like that. So, yeah, it's risky. Jared Witts, 605k, 124 average, 16% owned. He's had some absolute slut games. I don't know. Is like, yeah, you're you're getting your money's worth with him. I st- I'm still not sold, but I should be, but I'm not. Um, but right, he's got yeah, a health, I, yeah, healthier history I than think, English. Yeah, I think this is the one, Dano. I think he's had a pretty easy start to the year, ruck wise. Like he had 140 against Sydney and 108 against Essendon. Um, and Draper's kind of an undersized ruck, and they've got Geelong this week, and Stanley went down, so probably another big score this week. Mm. Um. And he's got Marshall, who doesn't do too well in the air. So then he's got that, and then um, and then it gets a bit harder from there. So I, yeah, I think this is the set and forget guy for this year. Don't know the the role is obviously nailed on. He doesn't really share ruck duties with anyone else. Like he has maybe or Chol and stuff that that do give him chop outs, but that's just when he's resting. He's not doing a sixty forty split with anyone like uh, like Sean Darcy. Um, or anything like that. So I think, yeah, super reliable. I, if I had Max Gorn, I'd be going to Jared Ritz um, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I didn't put this bike on the run sheet, Pato. You did, which I find I interesting. I find it very interesting. It's Matt Flynn from the Giants at 464K, 110 average, 0.3% of teams, 43 break even. Yeah, it's a huge risk um, with him. I'm actually surprised, like, early on in that game against West Coast, Bailey Williams was actually, being like, beating him up in the ruck with the ruck taps. Um, and then all of a sudden, something flicked in his mind and he just started dominating him. Um, yeah, it was really weird. Really weird. But if this is Matt Flynn's breakout season and I'm not fucking involved in it, I'm going to cry. Honestly. Yeah, I mean... Someone else that's just not sharing ruck time with anyone, like yeah, Hogan and and Himmelberg are doing the forward line rucks. Um, Rick- oh, Riccardi, that- Riccardi is going into the ruck and doing <laughs> some relief work there, but Riccardi might be dropped this week. Um, yeah, yeah. So and I and I can't see them bringing in another ruckman. Honestly, don't know. Um, and well, I know Chris is got- still out. Chris has got his back issue. Um, yeah, I mean maybe they surgery. look. At- Maybe they look at bringing that other other guy back who played last year. Can't think Briggs. of his name. Briggs. Briggs. Yeah, maybe they bring Briggs back in. Um, but at the moment, he looks nailed on. Um, Thirty nine hitouts on the weekend. Granted, against Bailey Williams and Co. Um, but seventeen touches. He's tackling. Of course, he is because he's a young mobile ruck. Um, yeah, yeah. You might have missed the the, the Matty Flynn breakout. Well, it depends. Anyway, Darcy Cameron. 1K more, forward ruck swing, 120 average, Pato, 18% owned and 24 break even. He's got the role, fucking number one ruck, looks good. Pies look good. Looks good up forward, looks good in the ruck. He just looks good. Yeah, another one that spent a lot of time in my team in the preseason and I got scared off by the hamstring injury. Mine was hamstring injury and then the ruck split with fucking Cox. 
Yeah. 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 But um, another one that's had a pretty tame start to the year opponent ruck-wise in um, Geelong and Port Adelaide, who aren't really known for their um, good ruckmen, but um, Cameron does it around the ground, and that's where he is different to to the other guys. Um, he takes a lot of marks around the ground. He doesn't need 50, t- 50 hit-outs to get 100. Um, he had 18 touches, um, 16 contested possessions, and that's really what sets him apart. Like, he gets involved. He gets those hard balls and gets them out to the disco men and the side bottoms and, mm. you know, Taylor Adams, those sort of guys. So, yeah. And he's a more than capable forward as well. He's got history yeah. as a forwards. Even when he's not in the ruck, he tends to be up forward and impacting the game is still down there. So I don't want to compare him to Max Gorn, the best ruck in the comp, but I mean, it's a similar sort of role, isn't it? Like obviously not as good, but impacts the game wherever he plays and he's still getting majority ruck time. So yeah, really, really great price. Uh, being available yeah. as a forward also really helps. And he could well be in the top six forward sort of group with the way the forward line is looking like it's going. So, yeah, I think he'd be a great guy to have in your forward line, don't I? Kmart gone. Um, no, maybe maybe like Target. Uh, I guess. He's a bit more upmarket <laughs> than Kmart, I think. Tajay gone. Yeah, I think Riley O'Brien might be the Kmart gone. <laughs> okay, Pato, so we'll move on to the forward line now. And frustrating as fuck for the first two, to be honest. So Stephen Cornelio, 557K, 125 average, 20% ownership, 66 break even. I'm really pissed off I didn't start the man. It was between him, Rosie, and Taranto, and I obviously went with the cheaper budget options. And he's killing it. Um, And he's going to get a little bit out of reach soon. Um, if he keeps his form up. Yeah, Canelio. Um, looks a million bucks. Uh I think I think you almost if you didn't start him, you're almost waiting for for that bad game to to jump on him so his price comes down. And there's yep. no real glaring uh forward trade outs either. So I don't know why you'd be jumping on cogs unless you're doing some DPP stuff, but uh yeah, I think we definitely slept on him on him a lot. The the role looks really good and yeah, we'll be in everyone's team by the end of the year, um, health permitting. If you traded Josh Kelly to Stephen Cornelio in your mids, good on ya. Good on ya. Yeah, I I did Kelly to Green, so Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's yeah, okay. but I, I I agree. Cogs definitely wasn't a bad option. Um yeah, looks like he's going to be a top two or three forward for sure. Now, this bloke I'm moving heaven and earth to get in this week for multiple different reasons, and I'll explain why. And it's Jack Zebel at 356K, 113 average, 5% ownership, Pato. 5% minus 23 break even, cheap as fuck. He's going to get defender status in round six. That is point number one because my defense is weak as fuck. And I see this man as a primo. Pardo, the way he's scoring and all that, once round six rolls along, flick him up back, sorted. Point two is he's 356K. His break-even's minus 23. He's an absolute slut in defense at the moment with old mate Sheasel Cheezel. You can... I th- this, is the, this is a time to get him or you're just going to miss. 
Yeah. Yeah. I um I can see that. The only thing is um such an awkward price and I, you've got to jump off someone to bring him in and yeah he's going to get forward and defense dpp as you said um the kick mark game is on at north melbourne which we kind of knew because that's how clarko does like to play mm. um it's the same role as two years ago i i don't know about moving heaven and earth to get him in though um tanner Brune. tanner Brune. i mean i did do something a bit foolish on the weekend don't i what did you do? I went Brune to Jason Horn Francis. Oh, Pado. But I reversed my trade that was bringing Finn Callahan in. Ooh. And I am much more confident with Jason Horn Francis's role than Finn Callahan's. Well, Callahan also got that injury on the weekend, so that's fair enough. Yeah, so. Um, either way, I'm just glad to see the arse end of fucking Tanner Bruin. <laughs> and at least Helen Francis still played midfield on the weekend. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, no, we're talking about Jack Siebel. And, um, yeah, somehow POD, the price will get away from people. Absolutely. Um, but again, there's no forward guys that you need to trade out. So that's where it's super awkward. And he's no, he's not a DPP yet. So you've got to find someone. And yeah, agree. Like if, if you've still got Bruin, that, that's an easy trade. Like go to Zeeble, don't even think about it. Yeah. I'm actually but it's trying. More, yeah. It's more for, for non-Bruin owners. Like who do you trade out? If you're happy with your team, it's really hard to move away from a guy you're happy with to get to a Zeeble at the price point. I... At the moment, I am trying to find on Bryce Mitchell's Twitter <laughs> if he has a Jack Zebel pro- projection um, right now, because I know I know he's projected to go up to forty six k because like if he scores an eighty, but I want to know if he continues to go over a hundred, what would he get? And I am struggling to find it. I don't think he's done one for him. Oh wait, here we go. We're up to North Melbourne. No, hasn't done one. Bugger. That's annoying. So, yeah, keep an eye on that because I'm sure he will get to that some stage this week. Um, The only only other thing you'd maybe consider is jumping off Jacob Hopper, but, again, I think that would be a mistake. Now, unless Richmond come out and say, look, he's going to have surgery and he's going to miss a month, I think you're foolish to jump off Jacob Hopper um, being a one-week injury. Hang on. I got it. So Jack Zebel. So his round one score and round two scores factored in. He's projected to go up 58k, 48k, 31, 22, 16, 11. So he could get up to 543k by round eight. Assuming that he keeps hitting those projected scores. Is he a keeper? I fucking think he is. In forward or defense? Defense. Even forward line, to be honest, the way he's going. So I'm I'm just going to look at the defense line for a second here. I think we need to break this down for the people because of the price point. The um, Disco Dacos, I think I think we're um 
pretty firmly in agreement that he'll be top six. <laughs> the man who Luke sledged Ryan... me. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. The man who sledged me for even considering him in my top six. The Disco Man will be top six. Thank um, you. I don't think the current top two are Ryan and Cox, and I don't think that's going to maintain. Brennan Cox will play forward um, this week. Yeah, possibly. And probably do well too against West Coast. Yeah, probably. Um, Dane Rampey's fourth hit, that's not maintaining at all. Um, Sinclair is currently fifth. I think he's staying there. Um, but there's a lot of guys that are proven guys that are well outside. You've got Sicily averaging 105 at 12th. Dawson averaging 104 at 13th. I think those two will be in that group. Um you go further down. I mean, Doherty is an absolutely proven guy, but he's averaging 91. So that is um, what you'd expect would someone that would move into the top six. You've got Tom Stewart, who obviously has um, the injury-affected game, but I, I think that sort of sorts itself out, and he'll be top six on the rest of the year. Um, I I don't know if he's absolutely top six. So Unless you start, if you started him, there's no problems at all. But I just, I don't know about bringing him in if you are trading out a guy that you started that isn't scoring horribly, like a hopper. I just don't see the worth. What about a Sam Flanders if you got the spare cash? That's a different, that's different. What if you say, okay, well, because we just spoke about the rucks. Let's say you traded out Sean Darcy. Actually, no, well, that's it. That's one of the questions. We'll go about that later. We'll go about it later. Actually, a lot of these questions are related to Zebel and fucking Sean Darcy and shit. So anyway, I'm saying you don't want to miss a vote on Jack Zebel. Pato, you are saying? Uh, I am... I'm probably going to regret saying this because <laughs> of trauma from 2021 <laughs> yes. that we both went through. Yeah, I don't want but to have I'm... that trauma again. I'm saying no. Whoa. I'm saying yes. Okay. Errol Goulden, 472K, 111 average, 42% ownership, 46 break even. Pado, you've put one sentence down. What is it? Have you seen enough yet? Like, what are you waiting for? Just get him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he yeah. avoided that's the tag. All, that's um, all we I need think, to know. Yeah. Yeah. What are you yeah. waiting for? What are you waiting for? Jeremy Cameron, 501k, 115 average, 6% ownership. He may not get up this week, apparently, Pato. Keep an eye yeah. on Yeah, the... I did this before that news came out. Um, but yeah. getting a lot of the footy, getting up the ground. Um the Cauley yeah. could win the Brown low. Well, they've got to win games first, Dano. They're that 0 2. Which is, is fucking true. hilarious. Yep. Yep. But anyway, he's good, no, good POD. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's not going to kick six goals every week. Yeah, and you got to take the good with the bad, and the bad Correct. with the good. Yeah. Correct. Give me Golden over Cameron any day of the week. Fuck yeah. Correct. Dane Zorko, 453K. He only played the one game, but he got 139 in 0.4% of teams because of it. Played halfback, did it good. Got a bit of mongrel about him, as per usual. Yeah. I just can't I can't put myself through another Dane Zorko suspension or injury. Do you have his time on ground in front of you, Dano? No, but it's probably like fifty something percent. Fifty-four percent. Told you. The problem is 
Because we've seen this Zorko before. We've seen the halfback Zorko before, and it's fucking amazing. But yeah. it never lasts any more than a month because he's too good as a forward or as a midfielder or as a winger. Like, he gets Correct. moved around. But, like, if they were to come out and say Zorko is 100% nailed on as a halfback for the rest of the year, we're going to let Daniel Rich play more lockdown because he can't quite do the run and gun stuff anymore, um, and he'll play halfback next to whoever, I... I would be advocating for this as a trade in probably next week. You give him one more week just in case he gets injured or suspended. But yeah. the the in this role, he's incredible. But I just think it's a little bit like um, Liam Baker, where they're too good at too many different things that they just get thrown around and it affects their super coach scoring. But Zorko's a gun in this role. Yeah, agreed. Got to need, need a larger sample size, though. Yeah, and he's old as fuck too, which comes yeah. into it as well. Yeah, yeah. Question time, Pato. We're fucking active with the questions this week. So I'm going to go through some personal messages first. So the first one we've got is JZ. So Jack Zebel versus the Setter Goat. I'm assuming you're saying Setter Field, Setter Forgetter Field. Ooh. Now this is this is tough. Um, I'm saying. As a trade in, yeah. See, even even with Setterfield as a trade in, like if you're trading him in, you'd have to be confident that he is a keeper. And I am not sure he's going to be in the top twelve group in the midfield. Dano, I think value for money. But anyway, I'm just because of previous traumas, I'm going to go against Jay Z and say the Setter Goat. Yeah, I mean, the role is better. Yeah, yeah. I think you're back in the midfielder every day of the week, and especially the one that's in his 20s, not 30s. Mm, that's true. Okay, the next one I got. Options surrounding S. Darcy. So, Sean Darcy. Ugh. Yeah, see, and I'm pretty sure a lot of the Twitter questions and the, a lot of Facebook questions are all going to be about Sean Darcy and Zebel and... This this is too relevant. This hits too close to home. I'm I'm pulling the trigger. You're I, pulling the trigger. I'm gonna do what the winner did last year. I waited. I'm pull. I'm using my boost early. Do those corrective trades, and I'm in order to get what I want, which is McKenna, Zebel, McKenna Zebel, and Darcy Cameron. I'm pulling the trigger on Sean Darcy. Hmm. And trading out Flanders and Campbell Chesser. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, could end up being Matt Flynn. Nah, I'm not going to do that to myself. I got to go. I got to go with the crowd. I've got. <laughs> I got a few PODs already. I got to get some with the crowd picks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't played around with trades yet. I haven't had time, but yeah, I don't know. There's a big Darcy decision to be made. Um. He has I, West Coast. He has West Coast this week. But it's the fact that Fremantle... why I'm reluctant. The fact that Fremantle went and were like, oh, we'll play Luke Jackson in the ruck and Darcy up forward and Darcy... like They, they got in each other's way. It was fucking weird. And, and then in the last... I don't know if the second half or the last quarter, they chucked Darcy back in the ruck and that's where he got... He was on minus two or something at halftime or minus 10. Or, it was something fucked. 
And then he ended up scoring 40-odd. So he had a big second half or last quarter, Darcy. So, I don't, I, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. He's going to go. He's gonna drop. You either get off now or stick with him the rest of the season. Yeah. I don't know. And you're going to stick it out? I don't know. <laughs> it's head versus heart stuff, and you're right. Like someone like, like Jay, who was last year's winner, who is a listener, by the way, or was last year when he won it. He's in our group. Is he now correct? Group? Yep. Correct. Shout out, Jay. Um, yeah. I feel like now's the time to do those correct his trades, use the boost, do it early. Yeah. I hate using trades in the ruck. Yeah, I, I don't know why, because every, every fucking year we have to do it at some point in the ruck. Yeah, but by force. Yeah, true. Like, what happens if you go Darcy to English and English gets knocked out against the Lions on Thursday? Then you're kicking yourself because you've got to use two trades in two weeks. Shit Max Warren went down and he, he hasn't looked like getting injured for years. Yeah. Actually, he did a knee last year. But anyway. That's that's the luck, the luck of the draw, man. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it as a point to free up cash. So then, like, if, if Darcy Cameron... Jack Zabel and Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor, Conor McKenna, <laughs> all, Conor McGregor. All, all get fucking KO'd in the one round, then that's just shit luck for me. Yeah, I could use one trade and get any ruck I want. Then go with wits and then curse everyone that has wits. Thank you. I didn't get wits last year either. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, yeah, he was, he was so... Creme de la creme last year, like 300 and something K. But anyway, move on to the oh, well, options around Sean even... Darcy. We options around Sean Darcy. <laughs> I said Darcy Cameron and then free up cash and use that elsewhere. That, yeah, that, I mean, if you can yeah. turn Darcy into a Cameron that gets you 100K and if you could turn that 100K into maybe a, a Setterfield or a Disco Dacos. I don't mind that. You don't mind it to Jack Zebel. How are you going to get from Darcy to Zebel? Easy if you got Tanner Brune. Oh, it's upgrade. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's all team dependent, obviously, and and where your problems are. Um, Sheasel, if you don't have Sheasel. I mean, isn't he in like seventy percent of teams or something? This still means that he's not in a hundred, is he? He's in 69% of teams, eh? Hey, oh. <laughs> Insert horn noise here. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say pull the trigger, but don't be mad if he does go big against West Coast. Because yeah. if you think about it long term, it's probably a, a good trade. So that's kind of sitting on, the, sitting on the fence and jumping either side of it. <laughs> yeah. Facebook time. We got Chris saying, "Hey lads, who do you who do you consider the must-have rookies we all own? Who we all should own before round three price changes? We went over it in the in the podcast um, already in this episode. Um, but yeah, we got like your Ashcrofts and all that. Everyone's already got them anyway. Um, McKenna, you need McKenna. Um, fuck yeah, just listen to." Re- rewind and listen from where we talked at the start. Agreed, Pato? 
Yeah, yeah, I think they're the ones. Uh, Chandler's the only one that I'm probably not super big on, but we did discuss that. So, yeah, uh, McKenzie's probably the other one that should be in that group as well um, from Hawthorne. I know the role wasn't really there on the weekend, but he'll be fine long-term, I think. Yeah, yeah, but Sheasel, Sheasel. Um, Liam yeah, said, one. Liam said, I have Ridley. Ah, this is this is a fucking Pado question. I have Ridley. yeah. Do I swap him to Dacos, move Radigalia down to Noah Long, and then trade Will Phillips up to Setterfield? That is three trades that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. The only thing is, I don't know if there's any Geelong news yet, but Stanley did get flagged as injured. And you would think that Darcy Fort just becomes the number one ruck, but there's a world that maybe Radigalia becomes... The the ruck maybe maybe what about Bitsav's a... rucks. Okay, let like I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the Noah Long call. Well, let's say he doesn't have Caminiti because he's he's like he's not a must have rookie, but he's gonna make cash. He's gonna sit on your bench, hundred and two k. He got seventy odd on the weekend, so that's in his three round rolling average. So it could be Dacos Caminiti Setterfield. In Ridley Radigalia Phillips out. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. What, what happened with Phillips? He didn't play, did he? Yeah, he wasn't meant to play the first game. He was only the sub on the first game. What a weird one! Like he was pretty good round one. Yeah. Uh here we go. Tate. Oh, uh, will on, no, so or... just yeah, anyway. just to answer Liam, I I am looking I like at it. Ridley to Disco myself. I think. Um, and I think Phillips to Setterfield absolutely makes the team better. So I'm going to say, yes. yeah, pull the trigger. Yep. I'll say the same. Now, Tate, because of our Will Brody call, you get five right, one wrong. This is our big wrong one. I don't know what the fuck's going on with Will Brody at the moment. Anyway. Glad I jumped off that. Yeah, got enough cash for Brody to Nick Dacos and Chesser to Setterfield with only $700 to spare. I guess the question is why not? Yeah, Tato, it's meant to be, mate. Yeah. It's meant to be. Get the fuck off Chesser. He's a peanut. Um, get off Brody. Get off Brody. Doesn't look good. Um, yeah, right your wrongs. Disco Dacos and Setterfield, baby. It is the year of the Dake and Setterfield. Yeah. He also said, also, did either of you watch Frio? If so, what the fuck no, was Darcy no. doing? Did he look like he could I... actually play footy this year? Or did or is it abandon the big sinking ship? Also, fuck Supercoach this year. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, we just discussed Darcy then. I don't I don't I don't think that they're gonna go through with a 70-30 split to fucking old mate um what's his name? Jackson again. If they persist with Jackson, Sean Darcy will get a trade at the end of the year. Maybe that's what Freo want to free us some salary. But anyway, um, the the thing is, Supercoach, this happens every year. Like, there's been years where Gorn's gone like 70 and 80 in the first two rounds and then still average 130 on the year. Like, this shit does happen, but... At the same time, we can see it with our eyes. Like, Gorn never looked like he was struggling playing with someone else. He never looked like he was injured. He never looked, you know, a little bit unfit. Like, he, it almost, like, it, it's the eye test. And that's why the eye test is so important. Um, now, I didn't watch the Frio game. 
Um, but I've seen some replay stuff. I've I've heard some podcasts. I've heard people talking about it. Um, that I've I've seen a lot of vision of Sean Darcy and Luke Jackson running into each other. Um, going in going for marks and shit, and and yeah. I think they'll end up working it out. Um, Luke Jackson played with the best ruck in the comp and didn't get in his way. So I think they will sort it out. But how long is it going to take? That's the problem. And yeah. Freo have to work something out because they fucking do do. And um, yeah, it's risky before West Coast. That's the only thing I'm reluctant about. But oh, yeah. he, he just wanted to know what he was doing. He's not going to trade him out. Yeah. Anyway. Well, he did ask if it was um if he should abandon the big sinking ship. No, that's true. We'll move yeah. on to Simon yeah. anyway. Darcy I'm Yeah. Simon said, Do I go Setterfield and Dollars or just go to LDU or Cogs? Are we assuming that Simon has Jack Steele? Probably. I am saying Setterfield and the cash because LDU Ooh. is gonna get a heavy tag this week. Ooh, I, I actually like Cogs, to be honest. Yeah, Cogs is the boring pick, though. Let's be real. <laughs> Cog, Cogs isn't 350K scoring 148. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's Satterfield season, baby. Satterfield season, baby. Okay, Sam, he had, I had Disco Dacos all the way this to is sticking, night. Mate. Disco Dacos is sticking. When I listened to you guys and swapped him to Rioli, so thanks heaps. <laughs> Dano, what are you doing, mate? That what the fuck? You I know, <laughs> sorry, Sam. Sorry, Sam. No, Look, but in, in, in your defense, in your defense, you did say it's risky, but if you wanted another option. If you wanted a bigger POD, correct. And it's yeah. not like Rioli scored 40. Yeah. Uh, but his actual question is, I have Steele who is now injured. Do I go up to Tuke Miller, sideways to Parrish, or down to LDU? Other trade this week is Flanders to Noah Long or Caminiti. Yeah, I think down to – yeah, Flanders down is is good. I like that. We'll take that. I like that. Caminiti, Caminiti over Long myself. I Yeah, I mean, potato, potato. Not yeah. much of a muchness with those two. Yeah. Um. You're not going to hopefully, hopefully, not going to rely on either of those guys getting points on field. So, yeah, just about cash gen with those two. But so, we're going to assume, we're going to assume. Yeah. Obviously, Sam already has Setterfield. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't want Setterfield. Well, <laughs> anyway, assume that he's got him. Don't don't consider just consider the three players he's listed. I'm going to say LDU. Yeah. I think if I if I was a Jack Steel owner, my number one option would be um oh actually Tuke's a POD and he's warming up into How the come how come Steel to Disco isn't an option, Sam? That's my question. Oh, don't do this to him. Because it frees up an extra fifty five K on top. And you might even be able to turn a Flanders into a Zebel. Just get stick to the options he's provided, Pat. Just I'm I'm giving him another option because okay, if okay. he's got Rioli in, get Disco as well with the steel money, and you might even be able to turn Flanders into a nice little mid-price option. So if he already has Zebel, then I'd be saying down to LDU. 
Um, I don't know what the cash situation is like, but the other option I'm proposing to Sam is get D Disco Dacos in for Steel, who is a D DPP, um, and just have Dacos in your midfield for a bit and get see if you can get Flanders up to a um, a non-rookie. See if you can get someone else that's going to make you some cash and do a bit better on-field for you. I I don't like I don't mind Took myself. He's in twelve percent of teams. He's POD enough, and he's just he's gonna get you over a hundred every week consistently. It, it, the only downside is uh, his break even this week is one hundred and fifty seven. You're not uh, worried about the fact that he had ten clangers on the weekend. He's not gonna get ten clangers every week. True. It's two. Like he got ten clangers and he still cracked a hundred. True. <laughs> yeah, I think you're looking at his floor of a hundred and six. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm on Tuke, Pato's on LDA. Um, uh, I know I'm pro I'm proposing just stick, and Flanders okay, up. Yeah, but... yeah. Stick to the stick to the questions. Okay. <laughs> Matt says Brayshaw out LDU in question mark. No. No, I'd be I'd be keeping Brayshaw. I I, I think that's a, a bit of a silly um trade. I it's not like Brayshaw's playing out of position. Like he's he's at twenty nine touches, seven tackles. I think the role's fine. Uh Freya will work shit out and he'll be he'll be fine. I'm I would be keeping Brayshaw. Okay, we got some more. So Shaztech says, I need to trade Chesser. I think I want to get either Liam Stocker or Jack Buckley in the back line. Can you boys give me any advice? Don't know anything about Buckley, but he seems to be scoring well. Thanks for the pod, guys. And he said, I also could go for Ollie Hollands in midfield instead. Okay. So I've already spoken on Jack Buckley. We're going to be like no on him. Liam Stocker and Ollie Hollands are interesting ones, Pato. Stocker actually looks all right. Where was the mention of Ollie Hollands? I missed that. Oh, that he's three hours later, he's followed up his own one. Saying I also could go for Ollie Hollands in midfield instead. Oh, I did say that. I mean, are we assuming Shaztek is a is a bloke? Anyway. Um That is true. I actually don't know. Sorry, Shaztek, on behalf of Dano Shaztek, um, whatever you identify as, but <laughs> a West Ham um, United fan. Oh fuck you. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> kidding, I love all our listeners. Um, except George. Liam Stocker Fuck. for me. Fucking hell, Pato. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Liam Stocker for me too. Um, okay, so we've got Nerds for Life, um, which is, um, oh, shit, um, Pantelis, avid listener. He loved our shout-out for him picking apart his team on um, our last podcast. He goes, Setters is the best mid-pricer this season. That's not a question. That's a statement. And we agree. He's fucking... Do now we? you know why. Do we? Now you, now you know why I was saying I was considering Setterfield over Hopper. But everyone was getting Hopper. Anyway. There is a lot of competition for the title of best mid-pricer, though. Yeah, there is. Zeeble could be it. Zeeble, yeah. I mean, what's the price range? Up to 450 would you say, is mid-price? Mid yeah. Anyway. That's just a statement. We'll move on. Um, right. Here we go. Ah, Nathan Scoble. Scoby Bryant. What backfired more? The Giants' effort Sunday? Hinkley trying to tag Dacos with Jones or Broad's piss-poor tackle on Pistol Parnell? 
Is there a D option or the above? Yeah, pretty much. I reckon um, a yeah, D option is Scobie Bryant's efforts on a Saturday night. Yes. Yeah. 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 Jer- jerking it to Disco Dacos. <laughs> but no, um, Broad's tackle is just absolutely foolish when you also consider that there's a bit of a, a grand final preview happening on Friday night and he's now going to miss that. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't heard the news, but got referred straight to the tribunal. So that's probably at least three or four, which is a really big loss to our backline. Yeah. Right. Moving on. There's even more fucking questions, Pato, by the way. I've completely forgot about the serious Supercoaches Facebook group. Yeah, keep them coming. Okay. So Ian said, no trades last week as I held Josh Kelly, but thinking at out Chesser, Will Phillips and Ridley to Dacos, Hollands and Chandler. What are your thoughts? So he held Kelly. I don't know about Chandler, but... Ridley to Disco is good. Don't know about Ollie Holland either because like he's scoring well. I just worry about when Sam, Sam Walsh, Walsh comes back. I don't know how close he is, but yeah. I just think him coming back will push Hollands to a different role and they will try and find a spot for him, but that's probably going to be up forward where who the fuck knows how he's going to go. I mean, that's where Campbell Chess is playing and he's a midfielder and – He's absolutely lost playing forward because he's never played there in his life. So <laughs> I I don't know about Hollands and Chandler in, um, but Ridley to Disco is is good. Dominic said trade or hold Sean Darcy. Burn a primo trade and bring in Dacos now, question mark. Uh, first, yeah, I, th- I think I'll come around on trading Darcy. So yes, on trading him. Um, I wouldn't be burning a primo to bring in Dacos though. I... The, the 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 primo that people are looking at trading out is Sam Doherty, and I just feel like that has huge potential to backfire. Yeah, agreed. I, I I'm tempted, but it's foolish. It's it's He's not something back I in. want to advocate. You're gonna end up yeah, exactly. bringing back in. What's the point? Yep, yep, exactly. Agreed. So Darcy, yes. Um, Disco, I'd be finding maybe trying to find another way, um, or just letting it go and and maybe waiting for a, a low game where you can bring him in later. Yeah, and the last question on a series super coaches one is: I just want milk that tastes like real milk. By Sheldon, I said this tastes like full cream milk. And yeah, just, just get oat milk. Oat milk's pretty good. Whole smarter white milk, smart choice. Oh, fuck. This... How many fucking questions, Pato? Are there more? I'm about to check because there's one more point where I actually forgot to check. No, that's it. Oh, we got a message, didn't we? Oh, we did too. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Last no, we, one. We love that. No, it's fine. We, we, love, we love helping. Um, chats, 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 chats. Oh, crap. I can't find the message. There was a message though. Where's it going? Hang on. Live podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I know it's bloody annoying. I think it was just a look at the team. We'll just review that team. Yeah, Frank Kurslevich. Hope I've said that right. Kurslevich. Kurslevich. Oh, one glaring omission so far. Okay, what what's what's the proposal? There's no Setterfield. Need Setterfield. Set and forget a field. <laughs> no trades used, which is I like. That's good. Yeah. Oh, he's got the luxury. 
I I'd be trying to get a finding up. Yeah, I'll start that again. I'll be I would be trying to find a way to get Callahan up to Setterfield. Set and forget a field. But I don't see an obvious way to, for it to happen. Because even if you go Radigalia down, I don't think that gives you enough. So unless oh, you... Right. Oh, <laughs> even though what we've just said, unless you jump off Doherty, go to Disco, and then you go... Oh, no! Then no. you go Callahan up. Oh. Stop it. Stop it. Bad Paddo. Live We're talking to a bloke everyone. that still... We're still, we're, but we're talking to a guy that still has thirty six trades. That has forty six. Oh, he has forty six in the bank. Oh Jesus! Can it happen then? Can Callahan go straight to? So can radically down to Kaminty gets you sixty k. So there's a hundred and get you oh, more than sixty. It'd, it'd be close. It'd be seventy odd. Yeah, seventy k. Oh, that'll work. That'll work. I reckon it. Yeah. Radically down. To Caminiti? Radical Radical to Caminti. Isn't it Caminiti? Whatever it is. That's in Kilda Forward. Yeah, Caminiti. In Callahan to, to set and forget a field. Woo! And that is a sexy team. Like F6 is a bit of a uh, a gap there, but you can sort of do some loophole stuff there maybe. No, you can't do loophole. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, make, make it happen. Now, we're not called the Supercoach co-captains for nothing. Every week, we give you guys VC and C options to set your team apart from the rest, maybe bump you up in the rankings a bit more, maybe when you were head-to-head. So, Pado, Thursday. Oh, we got a Thursday game. Fuck. Okay, so Thursday, 30th of March, Western Bulldogs versus Brisbane Lions at Marvel Stadium. Who you got? I just think... um. We've got a pretty good record this year so far, Dano. So I think the people should absolutely be listening. Uh, I hope people jumped on Laird, like I suggested last week. I was really big on uh, Laird. We didn't get the Darcy one right, but we can't be right all the time. Um, well, I said it's 50-50 between Darcy and Bont, and I went Bont, so I was happy with that. Yeah, I was pretty happy with 147 myself. Yeah, I don't have Laird, but that's another thing. <laughs> I, If you're an English owner, I like him as a VC. Yeah, that's actually valid. Yeah, against the big O. Yeah, and it has a really good record at Marvel as well. The other one um, is Bontempelli. Brisbane haven't really tagged this week. Um, they let Clayton Oliver get what one thirty odd. Did he did he get um, last weekend, Dana or something? Yeah. So yeah, I like Bontempelli as a as a nice VC option, but I think there's a way better option in the Friday night game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Lockie Neal, I don't know what the fuck's going on there, but surely he's he's going to pull something out. He's going to pull something out eventually. Maybe this is it against the Bulldogs and Bevo's weird fucking salad. Pardo. Yeah, I mean, fucking Sam Darcy's probably going to play midfield this week, the way that uh, that salad's been, been running. Apparently, McRae started the game at full forward on the weekend. Jack yeah. McRae, like one of the best midfielders in the comp. All-Australian. Just blows my fucking mind. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't mind Lockie Neal. Like the usual suspects, Neil and Dunkley. Um, you could potentially do a VC, but I like your English call if you got English. Hundred percent. Move on to Friday's game then, Pato. We got Collingwood versus Richmond at the MCG. Yeah, the, the disco man. And look, I agree. I don't 
I don't see any forward half pressure going on to Dacos. I don't see them tagging at all. So yeah. Uh it Richmond's pressure rating right first two rounds has been off the charts. Yeah, but they're not gonna what I'm saying is they're not gonna send a small forward to lock down on him permanently. Not no, not per se. It'll be a team thing. Yeah. So But Dacos uh, is too good. Like you just you can't. Yeah. Any others in this game, Pato? No. Will Tim Taranto finally get 90% disposal efficiency? Uh, not against Collingwood. I don't think Maybe against Hawthorne whenever we play them. I don't think he ever will. Probably not. Anyway. But um, yeah, yeah nah, no no, one else I really like from this game. I'm huge on, on Disco Man. Yep, that's fair. Saturday, Hawthorne versus North Melbourne. This is a fucking interesting one. That's at University of Tasmania. That's yeah, the Tassie Cup. The Tassie Derby. And is Simpkin injured? No, he's suspended. Oh, there you go. He misses his one opportunity. He'll, uh, have, he'll more. have more. He'll have more. But seriously, the one opportunity where he could have absolutely well in beast mode against Hawthorne and he's fucked himself. Ah, oh, Jesus. LDU for you or nah? Nah, I'd be avoiding. Absolutely avoiding. Um, He's going to get a, a hard tag, I think. When do we start? Probably. When do we? This is a question. When do we start considering Sheasel as a VC? As a fucking VC, when do we start considering him? Do we need more uh, of a sample size? I'd I'd say twenty twenty five. Okay, so not the se- not the second season like you are with fucking Dacos. No. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Just Dacos will be a. Close to once in a generation player. What about? I'm not. I'm not ruling that out for Sheasel, but yeah. What about Sicily? Sicily isn't a bad shout. I feel like he would. But be I still. A few. I still feel like Saturday. This game onwards is C options because there's some pretty decent VC options in the first two games, and and Disco Man will be in a lot of teams by Friday night. So. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay, we'll move on. Giants versus Carlton at Giants Stadium. Who do you like in this one, Paddy? I'm straight up. I'll say Cripps. Yeah, Cripps. Cripps isn't a bad shout. Um, I don't mind Doherty. Doherty's got a really weird scoring history against the Giants. I like when I was doing my calculations for the captaincy options and vice captaincy. I was going through, and I'm like, oh, surely Doherty scores well, but he's like Laird. Like, Laird just had this really shit history against the Giants, and Doherty does too. I don't know why, but, yeah. Now, Josh Kelly has a really good record against the um the Blues, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and it's where he gets his 180s and his 200 games, but that was from back when they were shit. Well, 156 last year. Oh, there you go. He's back. He'll be back this week. Coming off a week off. He'll be back. He's still I trained and everything. 205. I'm just Josh Kelly. So that bloke that held Josh Kelly in our questions, I I reckon he's a cheeky VC then. Not a C, a cheeky VC. If you don't have Dacos. Well, he's gonna bring in Dacos, remember? Hopefully he doesn't have to use his C then. <laughs> no, no, no. He won't have to. Tom Green. I'm gonna say no to. Yeah, no, not no. Just Cogs, just maybe. his. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, is Hewitt back? No, no one will have Hewitt. No one will have Hewitt, so I'm trying to think of who else in this game. You know who's a... You know who's an option that we haven't discussed up forward? That's Toby Green. The the thing is, it's not going to be sustainable him kicking bags before every week. Or could he win Coleman as first-year captain, first Coleman? Anyway. This is a really intriguing game. St. Kilda second versus Essendon third at the MCG. Not a sentence I would expect anyone to say in 2023. I know, right? <laughs> who who would you have? Like, Setterfield. Given Windhager might play or Jack Bytel might be back with after that knee infection, potentially. So there's a tag on the cards. You reckon they'll go to Parish? I think it'll go to Parish or Merritt. I think Setterfield's third in line. Well, remember when St Kilda went out and tagged Sarong, (laughs) of all players, against Freo? And I think they went to Libra on the weekend as well. Fucking Ross. It wouldn't surprise me if Ross goes, oh, yeah, that Setterfield guy played all right. Let's give him the tag. I still feel like it'll be Parish. Yeah, fair. Anyway, I like Setterfield in this game. <laughs> Mason Wood. <laughs> nah, not a captain option. He's just plugging along okay. It's hard. I Jack Sinclair, nah, not really a captain option. He's You could crack 100, but not really the high ceiling kind of scores at the moment. Wasn't he the number one scorer last year? The super coach, no. In defense, yes. Fair enough. He only he was only like six hundred and thirty thousand. True, something like that. Yeah, uh, no, Rory Laird was the top at seven hundred thousand. Yeah, who is in the next game against Port Adelaide at Adelaide Oval? <laughs> Good segue Correct. there, live podcasting. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, Rory Laird against Port. Fucking hell. Sorry, Rowan Marshall against Essendon, I think, is a decent shout as well. Oh, yeah, true. Just around the ground kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, Port Adelaide versus Adelaide. Rory Laird. Uh, yeah, Rory Laird next. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much <laughs> Connor Rosie hasn't cracked 100 this season yet. Um, Sunday, Gold Coast versus Geelong at Hibiscus Stadium. No, <laughs> what is it called? HBS. Um. Heritage Bank Stadium. That's the one. I'm going to call it Hibiscus. Took against Geelong, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, Took's the one. I, I don't think Geelong is going to pay much attention to him. Um, oh, yeah, and three? A couple, couple of weeks back from, well, the, the loser goes 0-3, so. Do you reckon Geelong 0-3? Would, oh, you'd beat no. your meat to that. You would beat your meat to that 100%. I would. I would, but I can't see Geelong losing this. Um, but but no, Took last year, 125 against the Cats and the year before, 133. So I, I think yeah. if you're looking at a captain from this game, Sunday, I do like yeah. Took and, yeah, probably not much else. Maybe a Jared Witts could get a hold oh, of yeah. whoever's rucking for Geelong. Um, Radigalia. Darcy Ford or Radigalia, yeah. So 200. He could go 140 again. Yeah, hundred percent, and that and that might be enough for some people. Just just do a risk free captain. 
Yep. Melbourne versus Sydney. MCG. Brody Grant. Oh, true. There's a cap, uh, buddy. We forgot to discuss Grundy, but anyway. No, we didn't. No, he's going to go down in price, isn't he? He's a six-week option, and no. Yeah, that's true. But if you held him, Brody Grundy. If you started him. And held him, Brody Grundy. Yeah. Uh, and the people that traded Grundy to Gorn. Ouch. Rip. Beto. That's <laughs> why you didn't trade Primos. Beto did Grundy to Gorn. The poor bugger. Oh, well. Yeah, Clayton Oliver in this one. You, you don't think Sydney go hard at him? I think they'll try. I can see Callum Mills playing a wing defensive role. So that rules he, his 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 lowest score in the last three games against Sydney is 125 for there Clayton Oliver. So, And I, there's a bit of rain around in Melbourne this week, so could be a nice wet game for him. Hmm. Usually, he usually has his dip. I think I calculated it in round four or five, Oliver. It's it's all so we're in round three. No, it literally isn't like every year. I think it's either four rounds four or five or five and six. He has a one game dip throughout his whole career where he goes sub 100. I have to look back at my tweets, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but yeah, Clayton Oliver for me in this one. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, Errol Goulden. Pop it off for 40 disposals. <laughs> just imagine, good. just imagine the scenes of Supercoach. He did Gordon. have 126 against them last year. <laughs> Errol Goulden season two. Now, for those that like to live dangerously, Errol Goulden captain. Only if you like to live dangerously. I don't, I still think that there's way better options out there, but imagine if he pops off. Holy shit. Anyway, Fremantle, West Coast Eagles, Pato, off to stadium. So someone, someone that's dropped 150-plus in his last two against West Coast. And is it Brayshaw? No, it's Sean Darcy. Oh, shit. I couldn't captain him, though. It would take big cojones. Yeah, imagine, imagine, imagine this. Luke Jackson laid out. Just imagine it. Yeah, I mean, for 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 most people, it'd be too late to swing the sea on him, but yeah, true. Laid out, boom yeah. shakalak. Yeah, I don't like I don't like any Eagles players. How's old man Hearn going, by the way, Pato? We always neglect him. How's he going? No, no, I haven't actually no, checked. Fuck him. fuck him. No, I would I would have a look. How's McGovern, McGovern's the one that's averaging well for them. Old man Hearn, a hundred point five average, round two ninety one. What was his round one then? I can't be bothered calculating it. McGovern's 112 average. 110 and 91. Fucking old man Hearn. Just does it. Until he pings a calf. Please, that's why he's old man Hearn. Then he'll be old man anyway, Hearn. It's past my bedtime. Yeah, yeah, it's past my bedtime too. It's fucking, this is a long-ass podcast. Holy shit. Anyway, Pato, you got anything further you want to add? Your Twitter handle, any shit like that? P-A-T-T-O-S-Triple-C. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Mine's at D-A-N-E-O-S-Triple-C. So from us... At the Supercoach Co-Captains, I am Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing... Fuck off.